Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. Now, I have a, on today's episode, I have a very good guest. Um, his name is Isaac David. Uh, we kind of started off on YouTube um, around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, and we've been making content um, pretty much on the same kind of themes and stuff like that, so I can't wait to get into it. But for those of you who do not know me, my name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself, I am a former gay stripper. Yep, that's right, you heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. And this podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those that maybe are not like me. <laughs> I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2021. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Now, before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations. And we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a patron on the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And I also have my website, SamuelAbrahamPerez.com, where you can find resources to give through PayPal or Venmo or Cash App. So like I said, on today's episode, I have Isaac on here. Um, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast, man. So I, I actually like, I'm not even, I don't even remember how I met you, Isaac, but um, I remember uh, that I found you somehow on YouTube and you were doing the same kind of content, like a Christian content influencer kind of deal. And, and I loved your stuff. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, man. I'm so pumped to be here. I feel like, yeah, we've kind of been in the same path for like a number of years. It's crazy to think that it's almost been like, I don't know, almost like three years or something like that, which is wild. But I'm just pumped to finally be on talking to you. Yeah, man. Um, I actually called it too. I'm like, man, this guy, like when I first saw your videos, um, you don't necessarily have a ton of views, like thousands of people like following you when I, when I first found you. But I was like, man, this dude, like, I feel like he's gonna, he's gonna do some great stuff. Like he's gonna make some awesome content. Like a lot of people are gonna like his content. Cause I feel like, man, just like when people start to really discover your videos and the content that you're making, like I, it's so well done in, in so many different aspects, like from the technology to the actual content of like you preaching the word. Um, it's really good. I like it. <laughs> that means a lot, man. I could say the exact same about you, bro. Like, honestly, when I first came across your content, I was kind of blown away with the quality because generally I wasn't like too uppity on like trying to make everything look great. But honestly, your content was and your story too, like just kind of mind blown too. So, you know, I, I remember honestly, this is kind of a sidetrack, but I was on one of your podcasts, like your former podcast a couple of years ago. And yeah. just hearing your story and telling my testimony and like that was really big for me too. like just beginning in this space, being on somebody's podcast. Like I, it's really cool to see kind of how at least for, for me, you've been a great encouragement. That's so awesome. And yeah, I do. I do remember having you on. I used to have for those of you who don't know, I used to have this podcast that was called United 12. And it was part of my former ministry, which is kind of the same ministry. I just changed the name now because I'm doing all online stuff. But Isaac had come on and he shared his testimony and we got into it there. Um, and that was kind of the whole premise of the podcast. I used to just bring people on and share their testimony, kind of how I'm doing now. But now I do a little bit more subjects than just testimonies alone. Um, but it was it was a good time. So um, actually, so if you can actually uh, talk a little bit about what you do, like on social media, Isaac, like what is it yeah. that you do so people can know For sure. you? Yeah, so I run a ministry called Daily Disciple, and it's all about helping the everyday Christian follow Jesus every day. 
and um, and that's really been the mission from the beginning. So creating content on YouTube that really circles around a number of topics all around the Christian faith. We like to get into apologetics. We like to get in life topics. Um, but ultimately, my my heart in it is just to be real. Like, and so I often bring like just things that I'm going through, struggles that I'm having, mental health issues, um, trying to figure out how to live your life as a young adult Christian and what that even looks like. And so being able to bring that on different platforms like Instagram and now on TikTok, which is honestly my favorite platform right now. Um, <laughs> but but just being able to share on there and my huge thing, my big thing is like creativity and like using the creativity that God has given you. And so not just like in art, but also in like message and finding all these different like ways of approaching the gospel and, um, and getting ultimately back to Jesus and um, in an engaging way. And that's what I'm passionate about. I'm, you know, that that's my deal. I love that, man, especially, you know, talking about favorite social medias. So I kind of I kind of jumped into the same kind of feel that you're into now, because like I said, formerly, I was really into um, ministry in person. I was leading these Bible studies. I was doing uh, beach evangelism. I wanted to do stuff around my area, which is Miami. Um, but then God had a totally different plan, like the pandemic happened and the Lord transitioned me over to do YouTube full time. And so I had to start to get creative and showing my personality, uh, the uniqueness, uh, the gifts and talents that the Lord had given to me and bring that onto the online platform that I had, um, which at the time wasn't all that big, but then it kind of just blew up because my, my viral testimony video. Um, but I love, I love like finding the uniqueness of different social media platforms and being able to use that for Jesus, being able to spread mm. the gospel on there. Um, so you said that your favorite social media platform currently is TikTok. Why is that your favorite? I don't know, man. Like I, ever since I got on, okay, I think this is generally the gist of everyone who gets on TikTok. Everyone's like, TikTok, it's lame or it's for kids <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I feel like that stigma is kind of letting up a little bit recently, but at least a year ago when I joined, that was the deal. And so I got it and I thought, this is kind of dumb. This is, this is whatever. And then I began to come across people that were posting Christian centered content. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And so right now it's like, how do you get an interesting, powerful gospel message into a minute, right? That's compelling, that that holds people's attention. And I think, I don't know, that whole pull to me is really exciting, especially the fact that on the For You page, your video can come up really randomly on anybody's like For You page. I know yeah. YouTube, there's a suggested page and that kind of thing. But I think on YouTube, we get a little bit into our own kind of like our own spaces, you know, you're not going to be suggested a video that's so off of what you're going to like. But yes. on TikTok, it just could be any random video can pop up so that's an exciting for thing for me as i'm making content i'm like anybody could see this how do i pull their attention how can i lead them to the gospel and uh and i've seen like it's been amazing bro yeah that's i mean that's totally accurate because i started to actually get on tiktok because of you because i remember looking up at, at your own at your instagram and then all of a sudden you had jumped um from i don't even know like maybe like 
2,000 like 2, followers. 000. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Legit. And then it was like, it was like 10K out of nowhere. And then I'm like, what is this guy doing? This is so interesting. I'm like, and I, I obviously I do my research. I study. So I try to, if God has given me a platform to be able to steward it really well. So if I see someone succeeding in something, I'm, I'm curious to be like, okay, how are they succeeding so that I can be able to do the exact same thing in, in the way unique to myself. And so I saw, and, and I actually asked you, I'm like, you know, how are you been doing this, this growth? Um, in your online ministry and then you were like oh reels you know reels are like the, the newest yeah. thing and i had seen that because i'd seen that you know uh you were taking your tiktoks and then you were placing them on instagram and your your reels were getting so much attention on instagram so i was like oh man you know i gotta try that but i don't yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't know like i i had no idea i didn't even have tiktok downloaded on my phone or anything mm -hmm. like that so but now tiktok I think has become my favorite social media platform as well. It started like, it started, I always love Instagram. Instagram is great, It's but it's super addicting. And then also TikTok is also very addicting. It, you know, it can just destroy you, mm -hmm. um, which I guess we could talk a little bit about that. But um, going to TikTok and, and creating content, uh, it was a totally different deal. I think like, you know, speaking, probably there's people on here who want to start ministries, like online ministries, and they don't really know where to start. There's such a difference between Instagram, where um, you have an opportunity to, you know, do lives and maybe post uh, some tweets, uh, uh, have a, it's kind of like a, it's a little bit more fake. And mm. it's a little bit more uh, branded. And then we go to TikTok and then TikTok is just like real and raw. And there's a lot of like, that's what really brings the attention of a lot of people. And it's that yeah. crazy algorithm where it's just like people from like China might find you or, you know, or, or like from Australia, it's just like random people will be able to come up on your on your um, for you page, you know, just on your dashboard for you page. So um, so finding like being able to um, like make content for the you page for the for you page and then seeing that i was getting so many like followers mm -hmm. from that just like so quickly i'm like man TikTok is where it's at and i'm i'm actually having fun because i'm a i like to you know do funny stuff i, I don't know <laughs> if you do funny stuff <laughs> oh you should check it i i like to spice it in there you know like i i think uh, earlier on i was like <laughs> heavy into all the trends and that kind of thing as time has gone on it's moved a little bit more similar to my youtube content but i like to you know throw in some you know more comedy videos every once in a while i've seen i've seen some of your comedy videos um i've also seen just like something something really cool that i've noticed about um your tiktok is that your quality is like immaculate it is amazing <laughs> you're like yeah. you're you're recording on your uh, like actual camera and then mm. like somehow bringing like those videos onto your TikTok. So tell me what that process is like. Is that like time consuming? Because for me, I just I just pick up my phone. I'm I'm just like doing it for my phone. I'm like I'm not an editor kind of guy. I I don't know, man. Like I I used to do everything on my phone, and then I kind of like a lot of it is for me too. Like just personally, and I think that's a lot of like the quality that we put in. A lot of people don't necessarily notice all the stuff and don't necessarily appreciate as much as we do personally but for me i'm like every time i i want to make something i want it to be better than the the last thing that i made and so honestly what was holding me back was my camera quality on my phone was just so bad like worse than like the average person's phone do you and have I an android i do i do <laughs> unashamed unashamed but but i but That's it's why. not good for camera you know 
Um, yeah. So I was just at that point, I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? Flip my camera over. I can shoot a video here and, um, and we'll see what happens. And then I remember the first time posting a video on TikTok that was from my camera. Somebody was like, shot on a like a an eye or something like that like you know like they're just saying that it's such good quality and i was yeah. like whoa this is kind of cool it's another element that can catch people's attention something to stand out so for me it's worth it it does take more time but i kind of see that as part of my brand now i guess and um and it makes me feel good because i know what i'm putting out i'm really proud of that's so awesome you know speaking about brand um I've been trying to, so when I first started going into online ministry, um, and for those who are curious about that, um, I, I kept hearing like the videos and the researches uh, that I was doing and studying this, I kept hearing branding, branding, branding over and over again. You know, what's your brand? What does your audience want to watch? Um, what are you going to talk about? You know, in order for you to be able to keep the subscribers that are subscribing to your channel. And so when I, when I first started my YouTube, I did my testimony and I got a bunch of subscribers for my testimony but I only have one testimony. So I'm like, I can't keep making videos about yeah. testimonies because I only got one. So I'm like, I don't know what ultimately they want to watch, what catch their attention um, about my video. But then later on, I started to realize that the audience that I was, what was watching me was um, actually really receptive to honesty, transparency mm. about my homosexual walk. And um, the journey that I had experienced and my transition into Christ and even um, the uh, the journey that I'm having right now in um, in learning about Jesus and studying uh, and all these different concepts. So that's kind of what I formed my brand um, to be able to do ministry effectively around. Mm. Um, my audience wants to know about what my life looks like now transitioning from the homosexual lifestyle. And then also still talking about things that I faced when I was in the homosexual lifestyle. So what what would you think your brand is now? Like what it, what are some things that you feel like your audience wants to watch from you? What have been some of your most popular things? Mm. You know, I I've played around a lot, like similar to you. Like I put out a couple, you know, a like a bunch of stuff, and it's kind of like your audience goes to one thing, and then they go to another thing. And you're kind of I, at least for me, I'm kind of sorting out. Okay, what direction do I really want to take it? But ultimately, like, even though I do quite a, like, a lot of popular videos on, like, I don't know, analyzing people's worldviews and stuff like that, Rhett and Link, Billie Eilish, um, like, dissecting some of these Jubilee videos and stuff like that. And I enjoy doing that. And those videos are, you know, do pretty well. Um, honestly, the heart of where, what I love to do, and I think, honestly, the things that make the most headway in my audience is the most honest and vulnerable videos that I do. And... And some of those ones, I do a yearly kind of birthday video. So I made one when I was 20, 21, um, 22. And those videos are always something to me where actually able to get into the, the authentic Christian experience, which is not, um, it's not uh, pretty, you know, it's very like, as I'm sure you know, it's, it's a messy thing. And I struggle with a lot of like, anxiety and like m mental health issues and so trying to not use that as like not trying to hide that like when i'm able to bring those the things to the forefront i feel like that is like the heart of what i want to convey to my audience and feel like they have somebody that they can relate to um 
I throw in a lot of different kinds of content. I'm still in the space where I'm still trying to figure out what works, you know, and I and I do like to follow what I, you know, one day I want to talk about this, one day I want to talk about this, but that authenticity, man, that's so key to who I am. Like as a person, if you talk to me, like I'm going to be very deep and vulnerable right away, which catches some people off guard, but that's just like what I want to, um, I don't know, bring to bring to the online space. Yeah, and that's probably, you know what, something that makes us so, you uh like entertaining to watch mm. you know i i think like uh i remember back in my back in my secular days watching a uh, black swan and there was something that the director said to natalie portman the actor um in, in the role and he mm. said like what makes this person really entertaining to watch is their fragileness their vulnerability and like they, she was playing this part of like a swan she, he was instructing her to be that way and I've always taken that from that film and understand that like sometimes the reasons why we find things so entertaining is because of that vulnerability and that transparency and that honesty. And people want to see that, especially within the the, the Christian community. Like I think we just have a lot of, if I dare say fakeness, like people just being really fake all call the time. Call Samuel, yeah, yeah. Call I, <laughs> all, I mean, I do all the time. Like my podcast, my YouTube, I'm always like, like ranking on the traditional church and like a Christian community. But, um, you know, but it's true. It needs to be said, like there's so many people who are struggling, you know, with pornography and struggling with lust and struggling with the, you know, mental health and anxiety and depression and, and these things are so hard. And, and sometimes we might think, oh, you know, when a, a Christian comes into a Christian walk, um, they're not supposed to be dealing with any of those things. They're just automatically delivered. And so um, bringing that into the space of TikTok or YouTube, um, I think that's always going to make someone really successful in the online ministry uh, because you get to talk about the things that you are going through and the things that you personally are struggling with and are passionate about and that shows you know through your content um so i have i have a question for you uh do do people judge your walk um based on your social media like you ever get a lot of comments of like from the christian community telling you oh you know you're not you're not really a good christian because you make these videos or you do this like what has that ever happened I think it's interesting because every time I kind of put out, there's been a number a number of times, like at least 10 videos that I can think of that I've like been in a really dark place and I've just been like, I should, I like it, as weird as it sounds, it's like I should get on the camera and talk about this, you know? And kind of the reaction to that, that's just kind of like my outflowing of like emotions and like my faith walk. And then I put that online and I'm kind of just really distant from it like I don't really care about what anybody else says but it has been interesting because a lot of people's responses not a lot but there has been a number (laughs) of times where people are like especially if you're talking about a struggle that you're having they're like you just trust God more or just you know like they're trying to like you kind of know that their heart is in the right place but they're kind of saying the things that you you don't need to hear like from them you know like and so there's been a lot of times like that where I've been in like a very emotionally vulnerable place. And this is also to my own doing, like I do this to myself by putting myself out there. (laughs) But, but then, but then you get that feedback and then people are like, not necessarily saying you're a bad Christian, but trying to give you solutions to like faulty solutions to your problem, you know, and that can be really frustrating. It can honestly get you in a darker place because you're like, these people don't know what I'm dealing with. These people don't know what I'm going through. But I think it's all just keeping in perspective. Like a lot of these people are trying to help you, I guess. And, and they're it's just like, 
you know, it, exactly. Like you can't expect too much uh, from the YouTube comment section, but I, I, I appreciate where a lot of people's hearts are at, but that can be tough sometimes. I've had to, um, I think I've, I, I, I used to, you know, I still do answer all my DMs. I try to go through my DMs and um, I have a, I have a pretty big following. God bless you, sir. On, That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty big following on, on, on YouTube, like 14,000 people. So I get a lot of, uh, like, I would say like maybe roughly like around 10 or five DMs like a day. Um, and I try to get through them. Um, but it can just be so exhausting. Um, because like you said, I'm putting out content in order for other people to relate to the struggles that I'm going through. Not necessarily because I want people to bring me a solution. I actually mm -hmm. want to be able to gain the solution through my mentorship, my leadership, the people in my mm -hmm. life who actually know me. And I think sometimes people get a little bit very too comp confident, like thinking that they know like Samuel online. But they are they only know just a very small window of like who I am. So then they want to be able to help in their own way. And some people, honestly, some people are doing it because they do want to help. And so you can you can really you can see the difference. And then some people are just like, you know, they just like think that they're holier than you. And, mm -hmm. they, and then they start bringing that to you and, and then giving you advice. And it's like, hey, you know, just because I put this content out here doesn't mean that necessarily I want a solution for the things that I'm going through. Um, it's more just that whole thing of sharing yourself, being transparent. Mm -hmm. And I think something that I've learned within the Christian community that a lot of people can take from is that um, most times when people are sharing, it's, it's really quite wise to not necessarily speak, but just to listen you know um be so be slow to speak and you know um and be more eager to listen to people uh because i, I think at the end of the day people just mainly want want to listen and they and they want to receive their advice from people who they've put in that position or from god um so receiving i i've personally i've received you know it's funny because i don't know about you but i've received more backlash and more negative comments from the christian community than i've received from the secular community mm. what, what about you <laughs> Uh, I think I'd have to say definitely from the uh, just based on the videos that I've done that have really gained some traction from the secular community for sure. I think my Rhett and Link video was a big one that people absolutely hated me for. Really, um, I yeah, I just yeah. saw that. I was looking at that video um, because I had I had no idea who Rhett. Well, it was, Lake oh, was. <laughs> the, yeah the the one I did well because I put out one recently, kind of a year because they did a year reflection on what they had posted previously, and I kind of did a video on that too. But the one I posted last year that one got got the most hate out of anything that i've ever ever uh, you know received you know people were saying some pretty insane stuff to me but you know honestly i i totally get like i can take criticism and hate from a non-christian a lot better than a christian because when you kind of like when from a non-christian perspective they're like of course they don't agree with what you're saying like that's just yeah. uh, that makes sense right you can let that roll off your back it might hurt if they say something mean to you but you know you get over it if a christian comes to you and and they're like no nah, you got this wrong like that's not the true way that's not the it hurts so like, much more <laughs> yeah, exactly and so that's like some of the the most difficult criticism or kind of like pushback I've ever gotten is from Christians, especially Christians that I know that might be like a couple people living in my city or whatever that I kind of have connections to those people coming in and being like, this isn't right. I'm like, oh, like, but at the same time, you got to continue to preach what you know to be true. Yeah. And you got to, you know, you got to continue to do the things that you feel 
the Lord is leading you and directing you to do. So like one of, one of the things that I just started doing, um, which is, and like I said, I also experiment, you know, experiment with, with my online ministry mm. to see, you know, what is working, what's not working, how I can be more successful here, how maybe more people uh, can view my content more. Um, not because I want to be famous or anything like that, but I want to be successful in stewarding what the Lord has given to me. And so um, I, and, 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 and when I do that, guess what? The more people get to watch, the more people are receiving from the word, more people are receiving the gospel and, you know, are being able to relate to my testimony, all that stuff. So uh, one of the things I started doing is I started dressing up in costume for my Bible studies. <laughs> I was going to ask you about this, actually. <laughs> yeah, I started like I started doing that. And I at first I was like, is this wrong? Should I not do this? Like I, I was so scared, you know, because there's a side of me that I went to, you know, I went to theater school. I love costumes. I love dressing up. I love acting. That was something I did for two years of my life. Uh, and it's a skill that the Lord has given me um, to be able to do. Like when I dress up in costumes, be people are like, wow, you know, you look unrecognizable and it's entertaining and they like it. And, and obviously as humans, we love to be entertained. But then mixing in the word is even better because it's like um, my Bible studies have been probably the least viewed things that I've ever done on my mm. YouTube channel, which is sad because it is the most important thing for me. Uh, so the, the Bible studies are going in expositionally and with context and teaching people the word of God is so important to me Amen, bro. that I'm, it. yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to like push that out onto my channel because most people on my channel, they just want to watch things that are about, you know, homo homosexuality. I'm like, that's great. I'll talk about that. But at the same time, where's the word? You know, I, I have an appreciation for the word. And so bringing, I'm like, okay, if, if people are not watching this Bible study, what can I do to help people? to maybe tune in. Maybe if it's just like a little thumbnail of just like me in a costume and they're just like, what is this? Like, let me click on this. Like he's dressed as a SoundCloud rapper. Like, oh, I wanna see that. So that's something that I've just been getting a lot of judgment for and just confusion surrounding and thinking to like, I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like this is crazy. What, what are some things that you've been experimenting lately that are just maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone if you have been? Uh, I don't know. I feel like every time I, make <laughs> i don't know like every day is kind of a new experience i feel like i'm starting fresh every day where i'm like i have no idea what i'm gonna make or <laughs> what like what that the formats of what it's gonna be I, I honestly feel like especially recently if we're being totally transparent i feel like i'm kind of like in a in a stage of like newness where it's just kind of like okay god i have this platform here i don't know exactly what direction i should go um and so I don't know, man, like every day is just kind of like trying to let ideas flow and not being too, um, I don't know, too judgmental of your own, like getting out of the box that you've currently resided in, because it can be easy, especially for me, like, okay, I've done this content before, but now it's now I think I'm just at the beginning of like kind of that process of figuring out what might that be that's going to get me um, out of the status quo of where I was and move on to something new. I think just trying a couple different things on TikTok, it's kind of a safe safe space because it's got like one minute video. It's not too too hard to experiment. TikTok is so awesome you know? for just trying so, out new things. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's kind of been the, the ground where I'm like testing out a couple things and just seeing like, could this be brought over to YouTube? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, just trying to be open to God at the same time and be like, God, how can like like you like how can I use my platform most effectively? And I don't want to limit you by like my own fear of like what other people are going to think. 
Yeah, and religiosity. You know, I think like mm. one one thing that <laughs> one thing that I've learned in dressing up uh, for like, my costumes, my Bible study is just like there's so many. You know, you know, there's just so much religiosity. Mm. You know, what what if I was an actor and this is this is what I do for a living and this is what I do um, and I got saved as an actor. You know, and I love dressing up and I love doing that. You know, um, I'm not necessarily an actor. I mean, I studied it, but that's not my career right now. But what if that was something that I wanted to do? How would I be able to implement the skills that I have that I use in the world for God? You know, I love seeing Kanye West being able to create this amazing gospel album where it is just straight up truths and like absolutely like just going there, you know, um, not kind of like some other secular artists that we know that have like transitioned to, to Christianity and they kind of like are wishy-washy. You know, mm. Kanye West, he creates this am amazing, beautiful album um, that goes there based on the skills um, that he has had, you know, from the world and, and, and then sanctifying it, you know, making it beautiful for the Lord. And so I think to myself, I'm like, how can I break that religiosity in the content that I'm creating for this new generation? Because really, yeah. ultimately, I think that I think the old generation has had its chance um, to repent, to uh, to look to God in their own styles and in their own likings, you know, the millennials and the, you know, back before that, I forget what the other generations are called. But this new generation, what is it, Generation Z? Z, yeah, yeah. you got it. It's like this new generation knows absolutely nothing about God and we have to somehow be able to get on their um, level, you know, their playing level to be able to relate to them. And one of those things is jumping outside of the box of like religiosity and coming up with like ideas to be able to reach them. And even on TikTok, like, whoa, you know, like we yeah. can reach them. Absolutely. Well, I was just thinking like, as you were saying that this whole idea, and I've been thinking about this for a while, that often like we have these two conflicting things. They don't need to be conflicting, but they often are is like art and message. And yeah. so the world has great art. Like a lot of the time, like it's like fantastic, right? But the message behind it, the worldview behind it is often so twisted and distorted. And yes. then you look to like fantastic Bible teachers and ministries and that kind of thing. But then there's like, it's so stale and dry and tough to watch, but you know, <laughs> there's great meat in there, right? And so yeah. people like us, we go into there, we're like, we want this meat, but it's a challenge. And so our mission and like just I, I think that we're kind of on the same path as this is like we're taking this meat out of these dry and dusty places and trying to create interesting content and art that that impacts people's lives to try to bring those two things into harmony art and message and art and truth yeah and you know that requires work and that requires thought um, even lately for example for me um, I, you know, when I took a, I think it was teaching the Bible course mm. um, at Oral Roberts University, I remember learning that Jesus as a teacher, because that's, you know, that's the example that we want to shoot for. He's, he's the most excellent teacher. And one of the things that I learned about that um, was specifically that Jesus used his surroundings and things around him in order to, um, to, to teach the disciples that were near to him. So for example, let's take the fig tree. For example, we just did Matthew chapter 21 in my Bible study, which are live streams on Wednesdays at 9 p.m., by the way, guys, <laughs> YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. But he, he walks past a fig tree, he sees the fig tree, and he thinks, ah, learning opportunity, right? I'm going to use the fig tree in order to demonstrate to them a lesson about Israel. So I think using our environment, using the things that are around us in order to convey a message to the people, 
Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think what, what happens sometimes is that we take those things to the extreme and that's where these like progressive Christianity, you know, teachers or, you know, maybe mega church teachers, they, they, they tend to use that example. So for example, you know, there's like, there's big pastors who are like, coming onto the stage with like boats and it's raining and you know like <laughs> i'm not gonna name any names but there's like there's like props involved and that's cool and that's good but then it's like with all that going on they remove the substance of the message and then they forget you know kind of why they're doing it and so finding the balance between having that creativity and art like i can go and get dressed as like a clown on my bible study um and make it exciting and entertaining but at the same time continue to do it expositionally and in context mm. and really giving the meat and, and the word of God. So when people tune in, they're like, wow, you know, a clown, what the heck? Like, what is this, the Joker? And then they, they, they click on the, the thumbnail, but then they get into it and they realize, oh, this guy's going deep into the word of God. Like, he's not playing. So like, <laughs> what do you think? A question I'll ask you is, what do you think of these popular preachers? Because you've actually done a, a couple, a number of videos about it. Um, what do you think of these popular preachers and their styles of teaching? Oh man, that's deep. Okay, I had no idea we were gonna go this deep <laughs> on this podcast. This is getting into the good juicy stuff. Okay, yeah. I'm in terms of I don't want to categorize, you know, because you can put who you think. Oh, this is a this is a progressive pre or this is like a trendy guy. Like you know, I can't <laughs> say all the names and like these guys go here. But in general, what I what I've noticed, one of the big f faults faults of this kind of teaching and this format that they have and this is something i haven't really addressed in videos but it's just kind of become more apparent to me now is that it seems fake it seems so manufactured because it's become the trend to have a church to have a pastor speak a certain way have certain you know lights going on have certain mm. a wardrobe here that's a good point and it's extremely um I don't know at some point and we've had a couple of these churches pop up in our city as well that seem to be like plants of this same format the same pastor that talks a certain way talks about <laughs> the same things in the same way and it's kind of creepy almost yeah and i think it turns a lot of people away from church like uh, uh, maybe at the beginning everyone's like whoa this is new this is fresh this is cool they're coming in they're getting accustomed to some kind of Jesus message, but now it's the norm. And I think people are honestly longing for something that seems more authentic than Genuine. this kind of like manufactured um, mega church model, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, dude, I never thought of it. I, I never thought about it that way. Um, and that's so true. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily go onto my Bible studies dressed in costume uh, because I'm trying to copy someone else. But it's because I genuinely like it. I love mm. doing it. You know, I was doing it before when I was in the world um, for acting. And so when I do these things, it comes off very genuine. It comes out very uh, like, like, oh, that's Sam. You know, I get mm -hmm. to express a certain part of my personality. I'm not coming on here because I'm like, oh, you know what? Like, I saw this like over here and like it's working for them. So that means I got to do it. No, it's like I'm doing it because I genuinely enjoy it. So mm. Some of these maybe these pastors or church um what would you call that church forms or church yeah uh, church models church I, I, models there you go church yeah. models yeah these church models they're following it and doing it and not necessarily because that is them but because they are wanting to look like everybody else and Absolutely. they're like oh okay this is going to make my ministry really successful 
instead of just being themselves, which could probably bring them a lot of success in their ministry. Well, you know, the, the big thing that they miss out on when they do this is actually tending to the needs of their local church, their local community, mm. talking about the things that are actually impacting their church, as opposed to kind of holding this like, oh, we need to talk about this specific issue, do a sermon series on this because this is what gets the clicks on YouTube, as opposed there, to seeing, <laughs> There is something know. that you said on a YouTube video, which was like, spilling the tea on jesus that i was watching they're like he, you had done a skit <laughs> oh like, yeah yeah it was like it was like oh our, our newest sermon spilling the tea on jesus <laughs> which which man it's like i don't know to me if i were going into a church for the first time i would want to hear things that are actually like applicable to the the people around me and the community as opposed to some like streamed in like sermon series from a massive church in who knows where just because it might get some youtube clicks or you know it'd be a good thing to clip this for tiktok like as somebody sitting in a church pew i i like i would love to have that authenticity and often like unfortunately it does get clicks but the meat is not there which is the biggest issue with a lot of these like they're very good in practical theology a lot of the time a lot of preachers can really benefit you in learning about relationships and just like how to apply the scriptures to your daily life and and be, you know whatever it is being honest and being whatever but am i actually learning about jesus here am i actually mm. learning about the god that i that i love am i actually being renewed in my faith like these are important questions and i don't want to generalize a certain group to you know in whatever but these are just things we all need to be aware of is this where we're leading people yeah i mean i mean we kind of have to talk about it because this is popular christianity this is like yeah. when people when people think about christianity they're no longer thinking about you know the tra traditional local church with the little pew pews and you know like the the, the pastor with the tuxedo you know or whatever the the suit <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. they're thinking if he's about in the tuxedo that's something else <laughs> if he's in the tuxedo they're, they're thinking about you know these big mega churches with like all these lights and these big stages and like this hype and you know skinny jeans and you know the relevancy and trying to stay up on all these trends that's what people are thinking about when they're thinking about christianity so it's really interesting to me, you know, taking it even a step further than just, you know, going to church and learning about Jesus. But what is the meaning of church? So I have a story like I was <laughs> I haven't been to a church in a while, you know, because of the pandemic. And um, and I've been visiting different churches to find, you know, very good leadership, good teaching. And so I, I visited one of these, you know, mega churches of these this church with like a, a lot of campuses in Miami. And when I got there and I sat down it was like streamed, but in person. Like there was a there was a local pastor, but he was not preaching. It was just one pastor from one location streaming to like five different campuses, and and I thought to, I'm like, yo, seriously, like I drove all the way over here. This was like a 30 minute drive. Like I could have just like watched this online. Like why am I gonna come here? And I think we really we really lost. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing, you know. Whatever rolls your boat. If you like that, that's fine. If it's working for you, good. If it's you know producing fruit, good. But um, for me, I think really not just going to a location so I can learn about Jesus. That's absolutely essential. But going to a location and becoming part of a community of people around me who know me, get me, I can be accountable to, I can talk to about my issues. And I think we've lost that within the church buildings, like entirely, you know, um, like what is the church now? The church is these strobe lights, the skinny jeans, uh, pastors talking about things that are trendy spilling the tea on jesus you know um 
but we've lost accountability we've lost friendship we've lost you know groups like real groups um where it's not being necessarily not reading off a script because that's what i've seen churches do now they just like hand out scripts for you to read you, you know there's no thought going behind it there's no leadership there's no discipleship making so i don't how, how do you feel about that like the the community aspects mm. of of a church you know i kind of like have a similar story to you i went to one of these big kind of like trendy churches um i don't know maybe it was a year and a half ago honestly um <laughs> i went there with my little brother because we were just i don't know we, a random sunday we thought oh it would be fun to visit this church we heard a lot about it and we go in and it's got all the things that you talk about the strobe lights the cool the worship band the trendy pastor with skinny jeans um, but the interesting thing after it ended was everyone streamed out immediately of the sanctuary there was no sitting around talking any of that it was just like everyone was heading out right away and that was something <laughs> so like concerning to me because if church just becomes a an entertainment uh show then what do we have like where is the connection and for me personally um community is everything like yeah. if i'm trying to make like content throughout the week and i want to be um ready to step into what god has for me i need to have people that i can talk to honestly like there if you don't have people in your life that you can actually share what's going on in the deepest portions of your soul like if you haven't experienced that there is so much baggage and weight that is still there like there's a reason that god called us to carry each other's burdens like bear each other's burdens and when churches are so consumed with the show they lose the heart of what church is and i think a lot of it it's preaching the word of god yes but it's also this community because we are the church as the body of christ yeah. and if we are not actually having time to assemble together where we can talk with one another what do we have like yeah. seriously how can how can we possibly you know live out first corinthians paul talks about us being a body right and and needing each other in order to function properly with the head being Christ, right? So if, if I am not connected to the body, if I'm not connected to a community of individuals of hands, fingers, feet, toes, torsos, um, all of those things working within their uniqueness, um, then how the heck is the head gonna get to me? And let's say I'm like a toe on like, on like a feet or something, you know, like how is the head gonna communicate to me if I'm, I'm, the, I'm the toe, you know, like it has to go through other organs and pieces and body parts um so i think removing like uh satan or the devils or the enemy uh is very is, is very smart in removing that aspect from christianity it's like okay well let's just make this entertainment um and and maybe you know even a teaching but let's just take the community out of it let's take the accountability out of it. let's take the friendship out of it let's take the love out of this because then effectively we can take the power of god away from the church um, and we need the power of God. So speaking of though, however, on a change of topic, um, I love looking at both of us because I actually do kind of like, I feel like, and I called this before, like when I first found your YouTube, I'm like, dude, this kid is so cool. Like, I'm totally going to keep him around just like as a friend. And like, I just, I can just tell that like in five, 10 years, like we're going to be like doing awesome stuff in ministry. And like, I'm going to be like, I knew him since the beginning, <laughs> but it kind of like, we, I kind of, we kind of look a little bit like in contrast to like um Rhett and Link is that how you say their names what is oh it? yeah Rhett and Link yeah yep. <laughs> you got like the kind of like 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 beard look like dirty beard look and I've yep. got like the other guy look but speaking <laughs> of that they left um their faith um if you guys are not familiar you can go ahead and go to um 
Isaac's um, YouTube, which is Daily Disciple, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, um, you can go to his YouTube, watch his most popular video. It's it's that one. Um, but they left their they left their faith because of their I guess popularity in making content. Um, and speaking about that, do you think like in making all this content, Christian content for Jesus, like would that be a possibility within your walk with the Lord? Like, do you think that you could even possibly imagine or fathom like? leaving the faith if you do gain more followers or if you do get more subscribers or more popularity like how do you think you can handle that mm. you know i i honestly haven't i'm i'm kind of like to me any level of like followers and stuff like that is always a surprise to me it's never like oh this is working exactly as it should it's always like whoa this is crazy right so i'm not Same. like in this place where i'm even thinking like oh one day i'll you know quarter of a million followers i'll be you know good and and whatever but at the same time like i think there's so much there is so much baggage that comes with creating content online consistently having it be one of your life missions like there's so much baggage that comes with that not only like finding your identity and views but also in other people's opinions and also as time goes on it's like you're getting this popularity people are respecting your opinion on something that comes with its own set of responsibility and it can be a lot and i think one of those things that part of the reason that I've put so much intention in like trying to be real is that I don't want to get to the point where I feel like I've built myself up as this perfect Christian because I'm not. And then, and then just like leaving because I'm like, I can't keep up this expectation yeah, of me, right? Standard. Like I have like, I have questions for myself. I have real big life, like struggles. Like I am not like in terms of like just how God is going to see me through the next day and the next years and, and how my life is going to turn out. Like I struggle a lot. Like I had a long conversation with my brother the other day where I was just like at the point of like, I really like I'm having a hard time believing God right now. And if I can be honest in my content, then I think that'll help. That helps ground me to the point where the only reason I would leave if I felt like I just, I, 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 presented something that wasn't true to who I am and so I don't have it all together I don't know everything about theology or whatever um and I and I I, I struggle a lot with trusting God and I think if I can be honest about that then then I'm okay that was a really good answer <laughs> I, I honestly I, I really like for me uh speaking of I I have a really hard time sometimes um, with the views and um, keeping up. You know, at first, one of the things that I hated doing uh, was YouTube has this like page for content creators that it shows you analytics. So it shows you how many people watch your videos, for how long they watch your videos, um, whether or not you're monetizing off your videos and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, like, I never want to even touch that tab <laughs> and still to this day i still don't go to the analytics tab because it just gives me so much neither, anxiety neither do i man <laughs> neither do i honestly i don't go i i hate even uploading videos because then i see views and stuff i don't go there because you can only control what you can control you know yeah i just i you know it's and it's so crazy because you never know what is going to be uh, something that people like what's not going to be something that people like and it can actually um it can hither, you know, your um, your creativity. 
if when you start seeing oh people really like this kind of content let me just continue to make content like that um and i think to you know if you're if you're doing something based on how people are going to receive it then i think you're not being genuine and authentic to yourself and so when i start getting really consumed by especially with tiktok tiktok is like horrible because <laughs> tiktok's like you can blow up so quickly there and it's un it's unlike instagram it's unlike youtube you know like youtube takes time and a while and a couple of you know weeks months uh, same thing with instagram but tiktok is just like overnight you can have like a million views and just seeing that for myself and and everyone else being able to see it as well it's like a big thing in tiktok you know how many views do you have how many followers do you have it just is really consuming and gives me a lot of anxiety that I don't necessarily like if I if I started having questions about my relationship and my journey with Jesus, which at this point I say to people is like it's it's not impossible because you know obviously you never want to put yourself on that standard um, because anyone at any point could totally lose their faith in Jesus Christ. But I've had so many experiences with God that at this point it's like I would just need to like lie to myself and just somehow say that none of that was real but it is 100% real. I would just, I would personally know it is a lie for myself mm. um, in order to leave the faith, but I wouldn't continue to make um, content. Like I, I would, I would like to me, the only even reason why I make content is because Jesus is asking me to make content. Because even the little bit of like popularity that I've experienced with an Instagram and like just going out in public sometimes and people like recognizing me, which has happened a couple, a couple of different times. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, if, if Jesus didn't want me to do this, like, I would not be doing this. I'd just be a regular Joe, probably working for the gym or something. <laughs> can yeah. I can I speak to that? Like, I uh, personally, like, this is what I think. If I were not, like, if I didn't have a clear sense that God, this is what God has called me to, and I've been doing this consistently for two years, um, it's not it's no level of it is glitz and glam like it is all like there's little payoffs but then it's pain and it's tough and it's challenging and it's joyful and it's like awesome because you're in your purpose but it's also like stressful and like it's not i i could imagine so many other things that i would be doing right now if this was not what god called me to right like, I, I have like a, a whole of, list i have a right, whole list i'm just like oh my gosh i i'm gonna oh. move to china i'm gonna go here i'm gonna work here like one of the things i've been thinking about lately is just like if i wasn't doing this i was like i'd probably go back to my old job like on a cruise ship <laughs> well exactly right like it's not like it's not like we're in this for the money or like in for this for the fame or any of that kind of thing like yeah i think I think, and that's where we can kind of like recenter ourselves to be like, okay, you know what? We're not in this for our own ends. We're in this for, cause God has lead us, led us here. Yeah. So then ultimately all the results are up to him. And yeah. so I don't need to place my identity or my sense of worth or my, my sense of accomplishment in how many views a, a video got that day. I can give that to him. Yes. And I can take the next step in following him. And if that, if all of a sudden he's like, you know what? I want you in this path. Then you go that path. But for now, it's like, okay, if I'm still here, then I got to deal with the fact and adjust and figure it out, you know? But I can have peace knowing that I'm where God wants me. And that's better than being successful at some something else that's not God's plan for me. Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. I think um, especially like I, sometimes I get DMs and messages of people asking me, um how they can pretty much do the same thing as me um and and we have to you know we have to be so careful it's like 
don't get i know that content creation like all of this is on the rise right because the pandemic just happened everyone's online everyone's creating stuff people are like really you know before the pandemic it was you know we still had uh outings and events and like everything now is like online so people want to get into it and they want to be able to do ministry online but they're not doing it for the right reasons they're not doing it because they're being called to do it but they're doing it because everyone else around them is doing it and and you bring up a really good point that it's like when you start to do it for for other people you know it's like uh you know it, it's not going to be worth it for you because the only reason why you do it why i do it is because jesus has called us to it and he's the one who's going to bring that success a lot of people ask me mm. oh oh and you know there's courses out there now they're like christian courses like how to have oh, yeah, yeah. a successful how to grow your stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. successful online ministry i think to myself i'm like that is nuts like either god wants you to do this and he's going to bring success to you or like he doesn't want you to do it and he's not going to open the door you know like for me people ask me all the time like oh how did you how did you get so many subscribers like how, how do you do this how do you do that and i'm just like i didn't do anything like jesus just like did it for me i remember like the day like i had my testimony video up on youtube for two years before like anybody was watching it i think i only had like which is a lot actually but i had like five thousand like to ten thousand like views on my testimony i thought to myself that was a lot right mm. and then out of nowhere just overnight like overnight the the lord just blew up that video and then i got into the youtube partner program and then they started sending even more of my videos out there in the algorithm and it just blew up and i and i didn't do anything like that video had just been sitting there for two years so i think that was the lord's will and the lord's call and and he he did that for me in a season and a time where i was even questioning whether or not i should be in online ministry it was not something mm. i wanted i was questioning it so uh, letting people know, since we're talking about content creation, all that stuff, don't get into online ministry. Don't start making TikToks. Don't start jumping on, you know, the trends and all these different things just because everybody else is doing it. But do it because Jesus is ultimately like calling you to do that, you know? Well, so. yeah, absolutely. And that was actually something interesting that like I was on that same boat as you kind of like getting these messages from people like, how can I? do what you're doing or like how can i like you know use social media and become like popular or whatever how do you give used and i and i was continually like same as you like yo that's like not what you should be asking you know that's not where you start and honestly that led me to a new ministry kind of that me and my younger brother have started called redeem 180 and yeah. it's helping the everyday christian use their social media platform for jesus and the, the mission is not to help you get famous it's to help Jesus is to make Jesus famous. That's the mission of it. And so, you know, he's a cinematographer. Um, I've been doing online ministry for a long time. And so it's like, how can we help just the everyday Christian use their social media, whatever influence they have, because a lot of people, they don't think they have influence. They're like, you know, whatever. And so they, they don't, they feel that that's an excuse not to say anything, not to use yeah. it. Yeah. But, but it's so interesting because the reason it's called Redeem 180 is that the average person spends 180 minutes on social media per day. And the average person actually has 150 followers. And I think it's so interesting how we, we minimize our social media influence by like, okay, if we actually got to speak in front of 150 people, we'd be like, well, that was a big thing. Like we'd be freaked out. We'd be like, I can't oh even imagine. Goodness. Right, right. 
But then on social media, we're like, ah, I don't, nobody follows me. I only have 150 followers or 80 followers or whatever. That's like 150 people. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I kind of like my mission now and and Caleb, my my younger brother, our mission now is to create resources and and encouragement. And we're actually going to be starting a podcast pretty soon that's talking to the everyday Christian. You don't need to feel like you're like, oh, this needs to be my life thing, but it's just an outflowing of the Great Commission. We're out there to share the gospel, to make disciples, and social media is a great way to do it, even if it's just like a post a day. Um, Or using whatever talents you have, whether it's graphic design or just telling your testimony, we want to start at the ground level of not like the people that are like, I want to become internet famous, but the people like, I want to use what God has given me in a way that glorifies him and so we just launched the kickstarter it got funded and we'll be launching like sometime um next month i think how can people find that how can people is there a website for redeem 180 uh there is redeem 180.com uh it'll that'll take you right to the kickstarter right now but we're getting the website we're going to redirect to the website when we launch officially and then we also have a instagram page redeem underscore 180 um, and that's where we put a lot of content on there we have a youtube page we haven't posted a lot there but you can probably find it you'll need to scroll for a while i bet because we haven't really posted anything on there but <laughs> yeah anyway um it's exciting um and um yeah check us out i love that man i i think you know i think it definitely is like a tool free to use i just i i think we have a big problem when people are trying to just be like everybody else and that kind of is like the theme of like this podcast everyone everyone just wants to be like everybody else instead of just being unique to their gifts and their talents but you bring a super amazing point which is just like if you've got social media and the lord is tugging on your heart you know to be able to do this not because you want popularity or fame or any of these things that are glamorous per se, which I can tell you now, just like Isaac told you, like there's nothing glamorous about YouTube and ministry online and nothing. Um, but if, if, if you want to be able to make disciples and spread the word of Jesus, you know, you can do so. And so um, I wholeheartedly believe in the ministry the, that um, Isaac is doing with Daily Disciple. I have since I first saw it. I think it's amazing. If you haven't already, you know, subscribe to his YouTube channel, go and subscribe to his YouTube channel find him on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, he's inspired me so much, you know, doing the same thing. Like he, you want to talk about me having creative ideas with the costume stuff. Like I've seen Isaac do stuff that I'm just like, whoa, this is like so creative. I love that. And I want to do that too. You know, so you've, you've really inspired me. Thank um, you, man. That means a lot. Yeah, for sure. How, what's your TikTok, by the way, so people can find you? TikTok, TikTok. is at it's Isaac David. Same thing for Instagram. That's what that's the branding now. It's at it's Isaac David. Are you dropping the Daily Disciple? <laughs> I'm still. You can still find me Daily Disciple. You'll you'll know the real brand switch up when I change the uh, the YouTube. But for now, it's we're going Daily Disciple on YouTube. That's so awesome. Well, you know, it's uh, been 58 minutes now, man. I, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. I can't wait to see you know what Jesus does in your life and the content and the outside, you know, the box ideas of what you're going to be creating. And I honestly do believe that our paths in ministry are going to cross so many more times. And I'm so excited for that. I I, lit- I literally can picture us just being like 50 years old and being like, yeah, I remember when I was 20, like, and we were doing podcasts on the yield internet. <laughs> now people have chips in their brains. 
<laughs> so I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be great, man. So I'm I'm so I'm so happy you were able to just jump on here and guys go show him some love and stuff. So, um, but we're gonna go ahead and end out uh, the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and for listening to us. I hope this has helped you guys to kind of understand content creation, um, kind of see my perspective when I'm creating content on all these social media platforms. And same thing with Isaac, you know. Um, and I hope that it's inspired you in some way, giving you guys some like perspective. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a beautiful, awesome day. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace out.